If you're offended by crude humor, foul language, or dodgy decision-making, Rolf is Stupid might not be for you. Welcome back to Rolf is Stupid, not-so-serious D&D podcast, where five blokes go into the Feywild to find out what's happened to Zabilna and find their missing items. I'm Chris, your DM. Fun fact about everyone's favorite NPC, Jeff. Jeff experimented with a lot of different facial hair styles before settling on what he has now. He um, went with the I Just Hit Puberty pencil mustache, the Charlie Chaplin. He had some mutton chops and even dabbled with Wario's W mustache, all before settling on the majestic handlebar mustache that he wears proudly today. What's the Wario mustache? You know, Wario, as in Mario. Oh, Wario. Yeah, Wario. Uh, yeah, nice. Charlie Chaplin w. is a uh, much nicer name for that mustache. Must oh, yeah. I didn't want to say the H word. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm Tim. <laughs> uh, I play uh, Schwangbury. Fun fact uh, about Schwangbury is the two days leading into the festival we went to as kids, the uh, Witchlight Carnival, uh, Felix and I stole a door so we could go tobogganing. Felix had nothing to do with this as much as he is up to mischief. It was all Schwangbury's idea. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but you're the one who did it. Yeah, you had a great time. Okay, it was all Felix's idea, but right, let's just start. Right, that's okay. <laughs> he just told Schwangberry about it later, and now Schwangberry pretends he was there. <laughs> I was there too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm Lewis. I'm playing Edgelin, and fun fact about Edgelin, his name backwards is Nillard, and I just think that's pretty swell. Uh, it may or may not be his secret identity, like Mr. Snrub. as a Simpsons joke. Anyway, go on. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dean. I play Felix Fortunia. Fun fact about Felix, he always keeps extra shoelaces on him. On his yeah, hey? or on his shoes. <laughs> he actually has his shoes are double laced. Oh, oh cool. That's not how double knots work, man. He thought when he heard the term double knot, he thought you had to lace up his shoes twice to get two knots. An idiot. <laughs> Felix is not a smart person. <laughs> I think we've all realized that by now. We accept it as well. Oh yeah. I'm Bren. I'm playing Stunzi. And a fun fact is that I'm in Japan right now. And I have been for the last few episodes. That's not a Stunzi fun fact, though. Pretty fun, though. I'll have to give you one that's even better than that now. Oh, shit. No, nah, fuck it. You can have that one. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Maka. I play Jester Tip. And fun fact about Jester is he wears long sleeve shirts because he's ashamed of his weenus. <laughs> <laughs> So you would be you got to talk about the weenus. Explain to everyone what the weenus is. No, they can oh, Google I think it. It's better uh, if he doesn't. Yeah. Just Google that. <laughs> Google image search it. All right. Let's just get into a recap, eh? Shoot. So last episode, Jingle Jangle freed Jeff from his cage and offered you each one of her most prized keys as a reward for saving her. Schwangberry revealed his heart's desire and was able to pull out a hiltless blade that was stuck in stone. You had a nice long rest on Talimi Hill and after leaving the hill, you headed north to seek out the Watcher in hope of finding some answers. Along the way, you failed to solve a silly mud method riddle, which ended up in a fight. And you eventually came across an well that had an ugly little critter by it that had a jewel embedded in its forehead that was harassing a will-o'-wisp. So naturally, you decided to kill it. <laughs> On its death, it went up in flames, leaving behind the jewel that was embedded in its head. Upon picking up the jewel, Felix uh, teleported you all into a scene of a young girl with raven hair failing to cast magic. She looked up at you, somehow able to see you all, 
as you were disembodied voices and watched as Felix attempted to communicate with her via the message cantrip. Seemingly inspired by Felix's magic, the Ravenhurd girl picked herself up and cast her own magic, upstaging her three sisters. And now we find you back standing around the Owell with Felix holding the gold-flecked purple jewel in his hand. Well, that was weird. Uh, what do I meant to do with this? Put it in your butt. <laughs> do I feel any magic coming off of this? Gem or anything. Like, obviously, it's magical, but do I know, like, anything about it? Uh, give me Arcana check. 13. Um, you can tell it's still got some magical essence in it, but uh, you're touching it now and you're not in that scene, so you might surmise it's a bit weaker or some of its power has left. I feel like it's important. I look at everyone and go, I feel, I feel like this is still important. There's something about it. I mean, it just played this scene and that, but I don't know what to do. Do well, well, I don't know. Is it is it going to lead us somewhere or what's happening? Where's Jeff? Where's Jeff? Maybe Jeff knows. Well, the fuck you want? Where do you cunts go? I look at Jeff and go, have you seen one of these before? Oh, no, fucking cool. That is pretty. I look at him, I go, Jester suggested I shove it up my butt. Should I shove it up my butt? I mean, if you yeah, into quick. that. How desperate are you to discover its secrets? <laughs> <laughs> Before we go down the path, we will eventually anyway. Um, did you just say, where did we go? Did we disappear? Uh, sort of. You all just, uh, as soon as Felix picked up that gem, you all just kind of like froze in place real stiff. Uh, yeah, we just had this weird experience of watching a dream that we could kind of interact with, but not. It was awesome. That's news to old Jeffy boy. Never heard of that before. Shame he didn't come on the trip, bro. And then we woke up and um, Felix wanted to stick a gem up his butt. Yeah, sounds about right, eh? It's, it's weird. Yeah, he wouldn't stop so, talking about it. Yeah, there was something about moving on and proceeding north. Yeah, right. We're going we're gonna to go head up to the Watcher's Pool, eh? Yeah, I think that's what Love Darts was uh, taking us to. Cool. All right, so you guys jump on Love Darts and start the slow-ass uh, snail journey. <laughs> as, as we all get on, everyone's like, get on Love Darts. I pout and go, still snails on the bay. <laughs> I thought you were calling it Love Darts. I thought we finally broke you. No. Uh, I took that as a um, submission. It is certainly not. So, so where are we heading? North? You're heading north to the Watcher's Pool. If you recall, um, I think Almar or Jeff said that there is a prophetic serpent. Yeah, it's a prosthetic serpent. That knows stuff. You can ask about Schwangberry's brooch. Yeah, speaking of Schwangberry's brooch, does my feeling that it's in the area increase or decrease as we move around? No, no. You just know it's somewhere in Hither. Cool, cool. So maybe it's taped or stuck in some golem's head. Maybe. Hey, as you traverse the swamp further... Can we have a short rest on the snail while we travel north if it's going so slow? Sure can. Everyone give me a perception check. Solid 20 for me. So everyone rolled horribly except for just a tip. With a 20, can hear faint cries for help and a scuffle to the east of where you are, just in the distance. I'd like to try and stealth ahead and see what's going on. As you draw near the commotion, you come across some abandoned stilts, a familiar-looking mask, and a sword left scattered on the ground. At the base of a towering tree, your attention is captured by a truly horrifying sight. A creature with the head of a spider, body of a wolf, and the tail of a scorpion, all stitched together in a nightmarish creation. With a menacing lunge, the creature tries to attack a helpless young hobgoblin who desperately clings to a tree branch, crying out for help. Its mandibles snap fiercely, narrowly missing the youth. I pass Swangberry my dagger and say, kill that thing, would you? All right. I put that dagger in my pocket and draw out my longbow. Roll initiative, everyone. All right. Swangberry, you get to act first. This creature does not know you were there. Uh, I pull out my longbow and fire. 
For an 18 to hit. 18's going to hit. Nice. All right. And naturally, as my arrow looses, so does a string of bees. Yes, the bees. So the arrow does five piercing damage, which is then followed up by the bee swarm. Six, all six bees, just in a a flying V, just ping, 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 ping. Very nice damage. Um, This nightmare creation turns to face you hissing. As it turns to look at us, it sees both me and my beard giving it the finger. Excellent. Can I clarify, is this bees with a question mark? Bees? Really, because it's your turn. I will run my 25 feet. I'll move next to Swingberry and I'll cast Eldritch Blast on it. 24 on that 20. On that 20 will definitely hit. Oh, yes. 11 damage. Very nice hit. This creature is looking pretty hurt, but now it's going to take some revenge. It will attack the last person that hit it. (laughs) Of course it will. I should have missed his stats as well. (laughs) Sorry, mate. It uh, comes right up into Felix's face. And now that it's so close to your face, you can see that it is crudely stitched together like some weird fucked up taxidermy experiment. Pretty Uh, poor work. It just hisses at you and goes in for a bite. I'm assuming eight does not hit. Eight does not hit. It misses with its um, bite, but as it lunges forward with the bite, its tail follows not far behind it to try and sting you. 16? 16 hits. Ooh. He rolled max damage, uh, 12. Ouch. And you must make a constitution saving throw or take poison damage. Constitution save, eight. I assume that fails. You fail and take 23 poison damage. I'm down. Damn. That's a lot of damage. I rolled so well. I rolled as well as I can roll, but all the damage stuns it, you're up. All righty. I'll accidentally give Felix a healing word. So he can come back up with five HP. Pops up and goes, I do not like you, Mr. Spider. <laughs> I'll flick a fireball over Felix's head to hit him for a 22. Yeah, that's going to hit. Nice. Nine fire damage. Nine damage is great. This thing is very, very close to death. Jester. I want to take my dagger back out of Schwangberry's pocket on the way past. I dare he not use it. It's uh, a mile away. He goes around at it like a psychopath. Suicidal blaze of glory, but not a ranger. It's, it's in the title. Did yeah. you not see what it did to Felix? Yeah, I don't really care. And I'll step up and I'll hit it with the rapier. 23 will hit. That's five solid damage. Uh, How do you kill this thing? (laughs) Sweet. So I nick my dagger back. I wave it in front of Schwangberry's face and I just, not even watching, I just slice up with the rapier and uh, kill the spider. Great. You have defeated the nightmare creature. Final Fantasy Seven, nice. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that was a really hard battle. It was super I hard. Did, I did so much. <laughs> yeah, I almost, I, I almost, almost got a turn. <laughs> uh, you're unlucky that uh, Felix crit, I guess. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Rather a crit than a turn. <laughs> um, crit than a shit. Rather crit than a shit, or sometimes a shit's pretty good. 
After you defeat that nightmare beast, uh, you see the youthful Hobgoblin jumps down and collects his stilts and mask. He's no taller than five foot and wears tattered garb similar to the stilt walkers you met a while ago that were searching for swamp eggs. He's got a youthful face and he's cradling his arm, which looks to be injured. He shyly and almost embarrassedly says, Hey, uh, name's Fantasy Pants, but everyone calls me Fan. Thanks for your help with the critter. Got the jump on me, otherwise I would have had it. Holy shit, is that a giant snail? Can I ride it? Yeah, it's named Snail on the Bay. God damn it. You okay, Pansy? Uh, A little bit hurt. Bit shaken up by that thing. Look, my arm. You know, it's a bit bung. What are you Mm. doing out here all by yourself? Oh, just exploring. I want to be like my dad one day. A stilt walker. Got to practice. Yeah, I want to be like my dad's too. Your dad's too? That's cool. Very progressive. Well, I have one when you can have two. Yeah, so can I ride your snail? Can you guys give me a lift home and, and I can ride the snail? Come on, Cass, board, dude. Before he comes in, Felix looks at him and casts prestidigitation. So you clean him up before <laughs> he gets on the snail. Up. This is the equivalent to like a five, six-year-old human kid. I don't know what that relates to in Hobgoblin years, but he's like a five, six-year-old. It's like you haven't like bathed in a while. I'll, I'll just clean you up as you get on the snail. That's cool. Can I have a closer look at this foul beast? Yeah, cool. We'll roll... Investigation? Uh, 15. Yeah, with the 15, you can see that it is magically sewn together and it's essentially magical taxidermy. All the blood's been drained. It doesn't really have organs. It's like a shell of a beast. That's probably the best description I can give you. It's crudely sewn together. Yeah, it's a great perversion of nature. Yeah, Fan walks over and um, gives the thing a kick and says... Yeah, that's Lorna. Likes to do taxidermy creations. So he creates them, gets bored of them, and then lets them free and hither. That's Lorna. So yeah, um, you guys want to jump on the snail and Fan will direct you to where he lives? Is he not a right to go back by himself? You can see he's cradling his arm a bit and carrying everything through the swamp. Could be a bit dangerous, but it's completely up to you if you want to escort him home or not. I'm going with the escorting and not abandoning this child that we just saved approach. I just was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I got somewhere else to be, but if these wankers want to follow some kid home, we can do that. Uh, there's a difference between following and escorting. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> important. <laughs> Villains, heroes. I mean, same thing, right? We'll make him follow us. Yeah, that's what the way that you face? do it. Jump on my snail. I want to take you home. Wow. You went to David Hasselhoff? <laughs> <laughs> What's he, so what's he doing? He's just walking home and we're just going to let him walk home? Yeah, do you want to let him walk home or are you going to escort him home, boys? What would you like to oh, do? Escort him home. I'll do an inside check. Yeah. David Hasselhoff does sing that. He clocks you looking at him. He's like, why are you looking at me, mister? That's a 20. So I'm, I start staring as he's walking off and I start scratching my beard. Yeah, you see that as he's climbing onto love darts, uh, his arm actually isn't hurt. You put two and two together and he just really wants to have a ride on your snail. He does want an escort home. There's nothing sinister about that, but he's pretending to be hurt so he can ride on your snail. I break his arm for good. Nah. (laughs) Is his stilts big enough to fit me? Would I be able to use his stilts? Uh, sure. All right, sweet. Uh, I will say you can have my spot on the snail, but I will need to use your stilts. (laughs) Deal. Are we just going to get on the snail and go? Yes. You get on the snail and go. We're going to, yes, Felix, cargo. Uh, everyone except for <laughs> yes, Edgelin and Jester are on the snail. Edgelin is, of course, flying beside the snail, and Jester is walking 
with the stilts. Give me a acrobatics check, please, Jester. With a 17. Yeah, you traverse the landscape quite easily. It's second nature to you. This clearly isn't the first time you'll use stilts. No, it's not. Uh, do you want to chat with Fan at all while you're on the snail? Because he's just looking around in wonderment, having a blast on this snail. I do saddle up next to the kid, and I do oh, say to him, I hope you're enjoying this ride. This is our good friend Snails on the Bay. Since great, I've always wanted to ride a giant snail. So much cooler to get around on one of these in stilts. I'll sit with him and I'll chat with him on the ride back. What do you want to chat to him about? Anything in particular? What the life is like for the people around here. Like, everyone seems a bit downtrodden. Everyone seems very suspicious of people. Want to try and understand why, maybe, or if there's something that seems to be plaguing people. Is there something? Yeah, cool. So... Fan goes on to tell you that hobgoblins used to live in the big towns and cities until the hourglass coven took over. And with Bab taking control of Hither in particular, the hobgoblins and those like-minded packed up and moved into the marshes to stay as far away as possible from her watchful gaze. They set up little tent settlements within the wilds and within the marshes. That um, They're pretty self-sufficient and what they can't make themselves, they trade for a downfall. Well, that's what he's been told anyway. He wasn't born when all these decisions were made, but that's what he's been told. So does that mean they're sort of not under the rule of the, the, the coven? Hourglass yeah. coven? They would be, but they try and stay away from Babylon, essentially. Does that mean they would be willing to form an uprising? That's what I'm thinking. Ben just shrugs. Mm-hmm. There's not many of us at our settlement. How many settlements do you know of? Mm, Just our one, where there's a few dozen of us. After a short journey, you arrive at a small, bustling tent settlement. Colourful tents dot the swampy landscape, offering shelter to residents. You see not only hobgoblins, but also some bugbears, goblins, and the occasional bullywug within the settlement. Stone fire pits provide a coziness to the scene, while a large central tent serves as a hub for community gatherings. A merchant displays their wares in a makeshift marketplace, and a tent decorated with painted stones and symbols catches your eye amongst the dozen or so weathered residential tents. Fan jumps off love darts and says, Welcome to Finland. Thanks for the ride. Uh, Grabs his stuff and runs off seemingly no longer hurt. I'll go to the merchant. Yeah, I'll go to the merchant. They don't use money here, so I've got to trade. We've got lots of uh, trinkets from the carnival. I'd say I've got the pixie dust and that. I've got shit tons. I've got all yours. (laughs) Damn it. You go to what looks like the merchant's uh, stand, a small green goblin with comically large glasses that makes his pupils look enormous greet you. The name's Gilby. Does anything here tickle your fancy? Or perhaps you're after a little something to eat? And he uh, gestures at his wares. Some of his wares include uh, eight sets of stilts, some of the masks that the hobgoblins wear, three lanterns, uh, three sets of caltrops, mosquito nets, um, a ten-foot pole, leather armor, a flail, some basic potions, uh, a saddle, of many shapes and he has some food and drink on offer which is snail slime stew bread and cheese pickled swamp eggs and snail mead i like the snail slime stew we can make our own is there any reason for mm. us to need food no n- we don't play it properly Perhaps we definitely you know. would have eaten the snail by now i don't know if it's tim or schwangry speaking here but that bread and cheese it's pretty sweet uh, what do you I, want to uh, trade for it oh. I'm regretting it because I'm playing a fantasy character in a fantasy realm. I'm like, oh, bread and cheese. <laughs> uh, fantasy bread and cheese would be so much better than real bread and cheese. That's a great point. How about a 50-foot rope? Ah, yeah. You, sir, have a deal. Get rid of cool. really useful. <laughs> I'm happy with my deal. <laughs> I stand by it. Guess you're right. It's fantasy bread and cheese. It's bound to be awesome. I'll be back in a jiffy. And he... uh 
wanders off behind his tent to, and not long after produces some bread and cheese for you. And because you gave him 50 foot of rope, he gives you a big serving of bread and cheese. I was going to say that I eat it in front of the guys, but if they want some, they're going to try some. Maybe had a chance. fresh snail milk. Oh, snail cheese. Mm-hmm. Right. There's nothing really worth giving my pixie dust up for in this. I mean, there's a set of many shapes, but we're riding love darts without it, so... How much would you want for that saddle, Malay, my sir? My, who are we talking to? Uh, what you want to offer? How into gold are you? Yeah, not so much, to be honest. What about a golden pendant charm shaped like a leprechaun? Oh, now you're talking my language. Not only does it bring wealth, but it brings luck. Uh-uh. Uh, what do you reckon? Bit of gold for a bit of leather? Uh, he greedily snatches out of your hand and says, yep, and he shoves the saddle in your hands. Um, in me? Oof. Jeez, oh, <laughs> ouch. So it's a saddle of many shapes. It uh, magically transforms to any size that is required for the mount that it is going on. So it can go to the size of a giant snail to fit all of you, or it can shrink to the size of a little Almirage. That's pretty cool. Yeah. First thing you do is make a saddle that fits Edrelin. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Friends of the fucking druid. Yeah, so I thought I should grab that because, like, if I'm if anyone's going to be like interacting with animals, it's probably me. Anyone else want anything? Well, we got ranger. Oh. Are those basic potions just minor healing potions? Yes. What do you want for those? What you got? I'll uh, uh. give you a hint. Doesn't take much to uh, get old Gilby to hand over his shit. I held out a flute. Ooh. Don't get rid of your flute. Ooh. I don't so, get rid of it. You get one basic potion. Oh, How man. about a bottle of wine? Deal. Sweet. Um, I feel like I need two potions. I mean, I've got a lot of daggers. I look at him, I go, what about a new chopping knife? Um, what about two of them? Give me a persuasion check with the advantage. Uh, 19 is gonna do it. Yeah. He grabs the two daggers, chucks them behind him, and passes you a potion. How about, do you like to play games? Board games and stuff. I mean, I've got a hundred-sided die the size of a plum cut from coal. That'll go sweet in my uh, D&D group. Awesome. You play D&D, fucking nerd. Trade that for a potion? Sure, do. Beautiful. There is one potion left, if anyone else would like um, to trade something for it, or anything I'll, else. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, whip out a silver-coated pine cone. Ooh. Would you like a pretty piece of nature to uh, add to your wares? Yes, sir. All right. Chuck us that potion. You got yourself a deal. Sold. I really wanted to get the pickled swamp eggs, not to eat, though. More because I imagine they were actually disgusting. Pickled swamp eggs? Mmm, pickled eggs. I've never had one, but... You want my jar of pickled swamp eggs? There's yes. about seven in there, so uh, it's going to have to be some nice trinkets or a real good one. I've got a really good one here that has some uses that might be useful to um, people who hunt in the swamp. Mm. But I've got a pendant that tells the phases of the moon. Mm. Is it mm. the secret moon? The moon? <laughs> <laughs> that Not could the work. Mm. I do like it. Mm. I got a persuasion a... check. Give you a persuasion. Ooh. Ooh, bang. <laughs> I also gave him guidance. At 20 for a 19. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, if, if it ever clears up from dusk, I'm going to need this thing sold. And he hands you a jar with seven pickled swamp eggs. I look at Stunzi and say, how many pickled swamp eggs do you think I'm going to put in my mouth at one time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, seven. 
Uh, I say, hey, Gil, you look like a cool dude. Do you like to party? What you got in mind? Would you like to have the club? And I pull out my club. <laughs> mm. nah. drugs. Weapons don't really do it for me, but I did like your pun, so give me a persuasion check. I give him guidance. Well, I, I'm after his flail. Okay. So 15 without guidance. Yeah, that'll do it. Nice. So I trade a weapon for a weapon. Oh, deal. Anyone else want anything? Nah, nah, I'm all good. Cheers. Closing up. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Shuts his I was thinking. Of, I was thinking about the ten foot pole because you know there are times when you'd want to reach ten feet, but we got fucking misty step and shit, yeah. so whatever. Yeah, fair enough. What else would you like to do? Other features of this town is the what? big old community tent, or there's a colourful looking tent um, with weird paintings and weird paintings. painted rocks. Yeah, this is paintings. Cool. You approach a tent adorned with painted rocks and stones surrounding it catches your attention. You enter the tent and before you with vibrant, untamed curls, a young adult female hobgoblin with milky white eyes looks in your direction. She extrudes an ancient wisdom far beyond her age. In her left hand, she holds an unmoving squirrel while her right hand pets the seemingly dead creature. Her enigmatic presence is absurd as she beckons you forward. Uh, Felix just walks, staring straight in her eyes, starts reaching to pet the... What was it? A squirrel? It's a, it's a squirrel. It's a squirrel. It's a squirrel. Yeah. I start to stare at her. I don't even stop looking at her as I reach forward to start patting the squirrel. She slaps your hand. Oh, why'd you do that uh, for? She just smiles. That squirrel. I stand back. Here. You stand back? Cool. Are you all entering yeah. this tent? Yep. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, but I'll just be like standing in the doorway, kind of nervous. Jeff's like, oh, nah, fuck this, I'm out. And he walks outside. <laughs> Uh-oh. Cool, so everyone else is in there? Uh, she looks at you with her milky white eyes directly in your eyes. Um, you think she's blind, but she seems to be seeing what's going on. Uh, she eventually hands Felix her squirrel. Do you want to hold it? Hell yeah. Cool. I she take offers... that squirrel and I start patting it. Yeah. You look down at the squirrel and you notice uh, it is indeed dead. And where she constantly pats it, the hair is starting to fall away, revealing Ooh. like gross decayed skin and almost some, some bone. Hmm. <laughs> I cast Minor Illusion in cover it back up with her. As soon as she senses the presence of that magic, she turns around and slaps your hand again. Damn it. After she hands you the squirrel and slaps your hand, she wanders over to a puddle in her tent, grabs a water skin and scoops up the stagnant water. She comes back, grabs the squirrel off you, Felix, and presents a water skin to you, beckoning you to drink it. Oh, fuck yeah, I'll drink it. Drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I down that. I don't even think about it. Cool. I'm just like, shit, yeah, mystery water. I'm down for this. Felix downs it. She, she it just is, yeah, to pass it along. This is how we all die, isn't it? Yep, sweet. Yep. I'll, I'll, take, to... I'll grab it. I'll, I'll have a I'll have a sniff before I have a have a swig. Yeah, you look down at the murky concoction. Its surface shimmers with an uninviting film, harboring an unpleasant odor that lingers in the air. You can even make out the odd larvae wriggling about in it, and it's it does not smell good. Did I notice any effects when I drank it? Like, could I say to him, "It's good," or did I know it tasted weird? Give me a con save. Seventeen. Uh, with a 17, you ingest this liquid and nothing happens. I look at the guys. I give the, like the thumbs up just to go, it's good, man. It is delicious. Go for it. 
Yeah, sweet. All right. Well, I'll uh, take a swig. Cool. Um, is everyone going to take a swig of this uh, concoction? Nah, stuns. He won't. He's too creeped out. He yeah. doesn't like dead animals. Shrungry will not. I specifically not. point the, uh, the larvae out as I pass it on after I've had a swig. So only Edrelin out. <laughs> Edrelin is left that would not uh, that has not bailed on drinking this concoction. Uh yeah, I'm a bird. I eat grubs and shit. Cool. Um, those of you oh, that yeah, are drinking it, give me a con save. 22. Ooh, ooh. Oh, that that 20. I told you it was delicious. It's the best lave water I've ever had. You all rolled so well. Nothing Just like happens. mother used to make. <laughs> this uh, this chick walks over, grabs the water skin off you and shakes her head and shrugs as if whatever was supposed to happen did not happen and uh, points you towards the doorway, just shaking your head. Yeah, I asked Take another sip. Again. <laughs> you, you can take another sip. I'll take another sip. Just go put your face down in the puddle. <laughs> yeah, go take a sip out of the puddle. <laughs> can I just go drink out of the puddle? I want to know what happens. Me too. Yeah. I want to know what happens. I don't want it to happen to me. <laughs> Felix wants to... Felix doesn't care what happens. Give me a constitution save with a disadvantage and we'll take your lowest roll. <laughs> there you go. Oh. With a four, as you ingest this murky, foul liquid, you almost instantly and violently vomit, so much so you pass out for a few seconds. Nice. Those, those that are still conscious see this uh, untamed hobgoblin place a squirrel tentatively on the ground and study the vomit. She then proceeds to dab some of it on her lips like lipstick, walks over and kisses Felix on the forehead. And as yeah. you regain conscious... Yes. <laughs> As you regain conscious, you get a vivid hallucination of children playing with your lucky dice. And then you're straight back, this chick, inches away from your face. I kiss her. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. She kissed him first. Kiss me. I'll I'll vomit lips. (laughs) (laughs) They're both just covered in vomit. Uh, Oh, I'm going to throw up. Before you can kiss her, she puts her hand up and you're just making out with her hand. Uh, Felix made it weird. She uh, definitely beckoned you guys out of the tent. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Cool, cool. Come out. <laughs> that was a mad trip. <laughs> she picks up her squirrel and continues to pet it, uh, shaking her head. So all I saw were kids playing with my lucky dice. Yes, you saw a bunch of kids varying in age playing with your lucky dice. Yeah. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. All that's left in this little uh, tent city is the large uh, tent set up in the town center, or there's residents, or you can just leave. Yeah. Large tent, let's finish her off. Oh, yeah, go to the large tent. I want to ask if they've got any weird water. <laughs> <laughs> can I drink a puddle? <laughs> Inside the expansive tent, a small but lively gathering unfolds. Conversations flow from a handful of residents within the tent as they converse while an elaborately dressed bullywog croaks a melodic tune creating a unique and enchanting atmosphere. People like drinking and partying or just here to watch? Is it like a show? Kind of like a show. It's kind of like, you know, when you go to a pub or whatever and there's the acoustic guy in the corner playing and people are just hanging out. There's about five hobgoblins here just chatting along and the bullywog. Is there any information we're looking for in particular? Well, yeah, we need to know if anyone's seen my bee brooch. Oh, yeah, that stuff. I just feel like we're not probably not going to get that info here. I um I ask around. Cool. Uh, you go up to a log where a bunch of hobgoblins are sitting, and you approach the nearest uh, hobgoblin, and he turns to you, and he looks familiar. It's Erdog. 
Hey. You had a chat with earlier. Yeah, he didn't accept my um, <laughs> magnifying glass without a lens. Yep. Yeah, man, you'd have to be pretty bigoted to be offended by a foreigner not being totally in tune with your customs. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> Should have read the, uh, what's that little book that everyone gets when you go to a different country? Oh, fuck, what are they called? travel guides or whatever they're called. Lonely Planet. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Lonely Planet. Yep. Should have read the Lonely Planet before you came, boys. Yeah, I checked. Um, they didn't have Prismere. <laughs> Erdog, Erdog stands up and he's like, uh, you again, how are you? I'm really good. I just tried your bread and cheese and it is amazing. Oh, Gilby's a wizard in the kitchen, isn't he? Yeah, Gilby has got it going on. How goes the uh, egg collection? Pretty good. We, uh, we've we been up and back to downfall, traded a bit and uh, got some more supplies that we can't get by uh, hunting and gathering. On your travels, uh, you guys haven't managed to come across a bee brooch, have you? I, I, I've lost something very special to me, and I know it's somewhere in Prismere. I can feel it. Can't say I have. And if we did, I probably would have already traded that up in Downfall. All right. So Downfall sounds like the place to check. We much prefer it out here up in the marsh. And as he's talking to you, you see um, Finn come in and give Erdog a hug. Hey, Dad, these guys helped me. Ah, so he's your kid. Uh, good lad, this one. Old fantasy pants. Yeah, good name, huh? I was on um, the Oracle's wild trip when I named him. Oh. Is that that chick with the dead squirrel? That's kind of fucked up. She's above board, but uh, her ways, we don't, we don't judge. She gets results. The visions she gives you, what are they telling us? Each vision is unique. I want to ask these people in here, Burley's brother. Um, yeah, if you ask around, no one no one knows a Burley. Not in this area, anyway. All right. Anyone want to do anything else? Uh, I was just going to tell them that we're going to make our way up to the prophetic snake. And if they know of it and have any advice for us. Oh, yeah, we, we know of the Watcher. Uh, but we've never been there because, you know, we've got our own oracle, huh? Who needs a Watcher when you've got the old oracle? Yes. True. As I yeah. slowly back away. Would you guys be willing to join an uprising against Navlona? <laughs> uh, as you can see, there's not many of us. I mean, we'd love for Zabilna to come back, but uh, we don't want to deal with uh, the consequences if we're on the losing end, I guess. You won't be. <laughs> uh, you can give me a persuasion check. I didn't guidance. It's uh, 17 plus guidance. 20. Uh, with a 20, he looks you seriously in the eyes and um, comes in close and says, we're not going to join you, but I genuinely wish you the best and hope that whatever you guys decide to do. Yeah, I turn around, I walk away from him and I go up to the bullywog and I see if he wants to jam. He sees you approach him. He hasn't stopped uh, his jamming, but he offers you to come closer and he's just riveting along. Give me a performance check to jam along with a Lotus, the bullywog. 14. Solid. 14 is respectable enough. Lotus seems um, happy enough with what you're doing as you're jamming along. It's good enough that Lotus uh, gives you a nod and you feel like you have uh, some sort of inspiration. Nice. Maybe bardic inspiration. This is the song that you're playing to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like to imagine is uh, playing in this club. G'day, it's Chris, your DM. We hope you are enjoying listening to Roll for Stupid. If you are, we'd love it if you could take a moment to subscribe and review us on your favorite streaming platform. While you're there, check out the Wisdom of One podcast, a comedy role-playing adventure featuring three brothers doing their best to foil each other's RPG plans.
Here's a taste of the show. Wisdom of One is a podcast about fantasy. What are you and what is your special? Um, He's on the dollar menu. He's delicious. Brothers arguing. You guys are the worst people ever. I hate all of you. (laughs) And really good decisions. So the wind is whistling past your ears as you're plummeting over the cliff. (laughs) So please find Wisdom of One, subscribe, and give us a try. Jesus, we're really doing the cannibalism thing. Wisdom of One and Wisdom of One. Charisma of 20, but a Wisdom of One. As you guys leave the tent city, I think I called it Fenland. Felix leaves with a little bit of knowledge and everyone else leaves with a few trinkets or some actual useful items. Felix just thinks he's had this amazing trip. He has no idea how to interpret this. Okay, excellent. <laughs> As you are traversing uh, love darts along the outskirts of Hither towards the Watcher's Pool. Um, everyone just give me a perception check. Oh, two beefy-looking herringons wave you down. You're all on your snail. Um, they're not doing anything to look suspicious or try and hide. They just wave you down. So what's up? Uh, I think you've got something that belongs to Agdon Longscarf. No. We've got reliable informations that says five folks matching your descriptions ruthlessly killed our associates, stole our precious magical item, and our cargo snail. Sheldon, is this correct? Is this you? I point out there's six of us. And this is Love Darts, not Sheldon, so... I don't know what you're on about. (laughs) Give me a deception, Jack. Ten. (laughs) The beefy guy does look at the other beefy fella and is like, oh, jeez, there is six of them and they say those snails called Sheldon. Have we got our information's wrong or something? Uh, So what you're saying is that you are not the people we're looking for. Is that correct? Definitely. Well, tell us tell us who you're looking for. We're looking for a guy with uh, a bees on his face, a right bird man. Uh, I, I'm walking. A blue fella, a little fella, just a basic looking human, and a big old snail that looks <laughs> remarkably like that one. I'm going to be honest. looks remarkably like that one. That no, can't be. I, I've <laughs> got to tell you, no one told us anything about that little dragon. Oh, we'll keep an eye open, man. If you guys give me your happiest memory... <laughs> We can let you guys go. Now, that sounds like you're going to use the item that you stole from, from old Jebek. That belongs to Agdon. You can't steal from Jebek. Jebek is dead. Oh, really? How do you know that? Because I killed him. Oh, I thought it was him. And he, like, snaps his fingers and you see a whole bunch of other sni- snipers come out from hiding. Snipers? Um, uh, I snipers. Even with a 20 on a perception, you do not see them because they're sneaky little bitches. Everyone roll initiative. You could have got away with that so easily. They're Herogons. <laughs> they deserve to die. <laughs> That's it. I have a feeling Maka just wanted to fight these guys. Oh, I think Maka did too. <laughs> Maka? Want to fight? No. So first in the initiative order are the snipers. Four snipers pop out from hidden trees and bushes behind these big beefy uh, herringons. First one will take a hot shot at Edgelin. What? Edgelin <laughs> does a 15 hit. Yes. Take nine damage. Ooh. Next one will notch its bow and uh, release it at Jester for being a smartass. Does a 17 hit? 
Yes. Take five damage as it strikes you in the shoulder. The one below one of the beefy Heron guns is going to fire a bow at Elix. We do have a short time for a short rest on the... Nah. Oh, shit. I'm going to go down. Cool. Okay. 16. 16 hits. Cool. Uh, six damage. Yeah, I'm down. Oh. Another one is going to target Stunzi. 15. Misses. Jester, you're up. As you see, four snipers and two beefy herringons. This could have all been avoided. Yeah. You got away with it. It just sucked. That's <laughs> like, we got to fun. kill some rabbits. I'll try and hit one of the snipers. The one that aimed at me. The one behind the first beefy brawler. Sweet. Yep. I'm going to try and hit that with a crossbow. 17. 17 will hit. I take eight damage off him. He uh, almost goes down in a heap. I'm going to step back behind uh, Edrelin and... You're all on the snail, so you're jumping off the snail. I'm going to remove myself from the snail, and I'm going to give Felix a healing word as a bonus action. Nice. You can have seven health. Felix, pop back up with seven health. Schwangberry, you're up. There are still four snipers and two beefy boys, but one of the snipers looks real injured. All right, which one uh, knocked Felix down? If we're looking from top to bottom, it's the third one. I lined that one up and uh, say this one's for Jingle Jangles, bitch. I fire my longbow. Oh, God, I rolled on that one. Only had bardic inspiration. Oh, yeah, too bad. I was too busy bringing Felix back up. I can't just hand out bardics to everyone. And that one's in that <laughs> crit miss anyway. So just- Edrelin, as these two bicker. You're up. Which one hit me? Was it this one? Yes, the first sniper. Let's fly on over. Attack this one with the sword. 19. 19 will definitely hit. Five damage. Uh, I can make one unarmed strike without spending a key point. Okay, let's try that. Yeah, that's your bonus action. Yeah, 18. 18 will hit. Six. You pummel this Herigon's face in and it dies beneath you. Goodbye. You see the brawlers saw their companion get bucked by you, so they're both just going to leap in your direction and surround you. These herringons are beefier and bigger than the ones you've encountered previously. They also get pack tactics. The one to your right is going to reach out and try and punch you with a big meaty fist. 18, does that hit? It does. Doing nine bludgeoning damage, and you must succeed a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Three, you are knocked prone. You fall to the ground, no longer flying. The other herringon is going to uh, beat you while you're down. So somehow, I'm guessing this herringon misses with a 12. Yep. He somehow gets way too excited that you're on the floor and uh, punches right next to your head in the ground. Next is old Jeffy Boy's turn. He's going to take to the air and fly over at this Paragon Sniper and will try and stab his tiny little sword into him. 26 is going to hit. Um, he rolled in that one and dealt seven damage. Stunty, you're up. Right. To paint the scene, Edgelin surrounded by two Herringon brawlers. The next closest Herringon sniper is barely living. One has not been touched, and the other one in front of Jeff is also struggling to stay alive. Okay, I was going to go for the ones next to Edgelin, but the snipers get a turn before a lot of other people do. So I'll try to mitigate the damage. I'll go for the guy who's opposite me with a firebolt. Ooh, 12. You miss with your firebolt. Felix, you're up. Uh, I will run my 30 feet up to Edrelin and I will use my Fade Presence. Mm-hmm. They have to do a DC Wisdom Saving Throw 14. Otherwise, they are charmed or frightened by me until the end of my next turn, including Edrelin because he's my 10 feet cube. 
Yeah, they failed. They are frightened by me. So yep. a frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is in line with it. It's like the creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. Yeah, I'm just waiting to uh, see so you're frightened. Sorry. So Edrelin has disadvantage. Yes. It's so. pretty funny that he's terrified of you. I like that. Edrelin and the rollers are all terrified of uh, this little tiny halfling Felix. Cool. It is the sniper's turn. They are all going to turn and face Jeff. Oh, no. Uh, two of them hit Jeff. No, not Jeff. Uh, Jeff goes down. <laughs> no, oh, shit. It's like, ah, fuck me, and falls over. He's on death saves. He's not outright dead. Jester, you're up as you see Jeff just plummet to the floor. Well, I will use my bonus action healing word, bring Jeff back up. He's solid five health. Cool, he gets up, dusts himself up and says, you're a right old good cunt, aren't you? And then I will shoot the one I shot last time, see if we can finish him off. The one directly opposite you. Great. Yeah. 18 is hit. How do you kill him? Yeah. I just shoot him with a crossbow bolt as I'm whipping out a killing word down to Jeff. Plain and simple. These rabbit things really piss me off. Rangry. I don't concentrate really hard after being embarrassed by my last shot and I try and shoot the one in front of Jeff. 18 to hit. Yeah, I don't think you can not kill this thing. How do you want to kill? With a great sigh of relief uh, as I watch my arrow go from its uh, right eye and then out its left. Gruesome. Great. There is now on the battlefield one Herringon sniper 10, 15 feet away from Jeff who is Barely alive, but still kicking. And Edgelin, who is on the floor, surrounded by two Herringon brawlers, while Felix is close by. But those Herringon brawlers and Edgelin are all terrified of Felix. And now it's your turn, Edgelin. Um, so I need to use half my movement to stand up. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yep. All right. So get up. Have we hit these guys yet? Nope. Beefy boys have not been hit. Uh, that's not good. Oh, I guess I'll just try. Oh. That misses. Don't even need to roll again for disadvantage. I've got unarmed strike. Can I use that even though I didn't hit? As a action. bonus action. Sure. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. No, I'll just do that. Take a swing with disadvantage. 16. Yeah, that's going to hit. Six damage. Nice damage. It is now the brawler's turn. This uh, brawler cops it in the gut, but you can tell this is not the first time he's copped a gut punch. He is going to return serve and just swing at you normally. They have uh, pack tactics and they're feared, so it's going to cancel each other out. So he's just going to swing normally at you. 18. That does it. 13. Yeah, I'm down. Cool. You go down. As the other one turns to face uh, Felix, he does not have pack tactics. Does a 12 hit? 12 hits. Ooh, cop that. I'm going to go down. Damage. Damage? I'm down. 12 hits? Jeez. Yeah, I'm a warlock, so I have no armor. Cool. Uh, so this scene, you see Felix get knocked the F out and Edgelin get knocked the F out and the Herringons are both relieved that the source of their fear is no longer there. Damn. And the one that knocked out Felix is going to take his turn to move and he's going to get into the fray up here. Oh, you made a big mistake. These oh, yeah, that thing takes four damage. What does it do? Con save DC 12. The one that uh, just moved in next yeah. to me. Cool, cool, cool. As soon as it came within 10 feet. Yeah. Nah, he got a nat 20. I am. No worries. He's fine. Old Jeffy's turn. He's going to come up to the last remaining Herringon sniper and attempt to stab it. 21's going to ah. hit and just fillets this Herringon sniper. Yeah, yeah, take that, cunt. All that remains now are the beefy brawlers, Dunsey. 
It's your turn. I'll chuck Felix a healing word. So he can come back up for three HP. Oh. And I'll chuck a fire bolt at this Aragon next to Edrelon. A disadvantage too, isn't it? Because we've got an enemy within five feet of you. Really? Yeah, yeah. Any enemy. This is brand new. We have never played this before. Yeah, because we never really use range really? attacks when someone's right beside us. Yeah. This was wow. like this was like that time I was watching footy and a ruckman hit, punched it out of bounds on the full in a throw in and it was out of bounds on the full. And I was like, what? This is a new fucking rule. And it wasn't. It just never happens. <laughs> it just it's actually never a happened legit like that rule that I just didn't know about. Oh, I'll rule it okay. as a, this is yeah, a legit disadvantage because it's legit, but I have a feeling I'm going to forget about it. But for now, it's legit. Unfortunately, Stunzi, you miss. Uh, you can thank Dean Dash Felix for that one. Hey, just playing properly. Just playing properly. <laughs> we never play properly. Felix, I dig it. My turn. Uh, I'm going to choose a point far enough away. So this, I'm going to cast Sleep so it only hits this Harangan. So it'll be at second level. What you call him? He's fucking offended by that. Harangan. Harangan. I don't know what they are. Harangan. The orangers. Harangan. You're going to sleep. Though 78 I roll. He's going to sleep. Yep. He nods off. Cool. He nods off and is having a snooze. Chester, that's your turn. Edrelin's knocked out. All right, all right. Give Edrelin a healing it's kind of your fault you're in this mess so you probably should make it up to everyone (laughs) i kind of want to do something other than healing words i can't do any other spells we're gonna fight everything and we're gonna fuck everything up (laughs) should have just finished before up he pops up for four health bang come step up next to beefy boy here Mm mm-hmm and I will hit him with the rapier. Shakalaka. For no. 24 yeah. hits. 24 will hit. And I will do nine damage on nine him. Nine damage is very good damage against this fella. He looks very hurt. Gregory, your turn. There's a hurt, beefy, Erangon brawler right in front of you. I choose to flail around mm. and I bust out my new flail. Oh, yeah. And I fail. <laughs> A four does not do it, mate. You swing and almost knock Jester's head off. You That's what I've done. With the flail while sitting on the snail. Yeah. I think I might bail. What a fat whale. Edgelin, you're up. There's a sleeping herring gun right next to you cool. and an oh. almost dead one in front of the other fellas. I'll mosey on over then. <laughs> stabby, stabby, 22. Yep, 22 will hit with your short sword. Oh, only four damage. That's enough for you to kill this fellow. How do you want to kill him? Oh, just a stabby stabby for the punchy punchy before. Roller is asleep. It goes to Jeff. Jeff looks at Felix and like, can I, can I stab him? Felix says nothing. So he's going to stab <laughs> a 25 or hit. And uh, you see Jeff just viciously stab into this guy and off him. The herring guns are now all dead. Congratulations. You get no XP. I loot the bodies. You loot the bodies or you can find uh, some uh, light crossbow bolts and uh, some clubs. That's about it. Sure, I'll take a club. Yeah, I'll take a club. Cool. As you leave that battle scene, uh, loot whatever bodies, you start heading further towards the Watcher's area. And as you're getting closer to the Watcher's pool, you can hear in the distance a sustained screeching, uh, which can be heard over the symphony of nature of insects and frogs and bugs. Up ahead through the fog, you can make out the form of humanoid frog sitting on the edge of a river. 
I play Crazy Frog. Give me your best impression of Crazy Frog. Uh, <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> we can't have that in the podcast. It's a pretty good impression. Yeah, well, with 22, it's going in. <laughs> you play that and the uh, frog turns around that's sitting by the river. Um, and before you is a bluey purple frog, short and pudgy bullywog. He wears a green checkered vest and a hat that has the inscription, loving, fishing and drinking inscribed on it. He sits on the river's edge, aimlessly gnawing on a piece of straw while dangling a fishing rod in the river. He leans over, tips his hat and says, Hi, evening, folks. The name's Dino Malio II. What brings y'all down my neck of the swamp? This guy was <laughs> going to be my best friend. He just now, ruined it. <laughs> don't know if he can be. Uh, congrats goes to Dino Malio II and Fantasy Pants on winning the competition on social medias that we held. Oh, yeah. If you haven't already, sign up to socials so you can be named an NPC. Dino Malio, is it? I Fancy Pants was a random name. <laughs> It sure was. So, yeah, in front of you is a uh, bogan or redneck, whatever your preference is, uh, bullywog. Does he have a sick mullet? Definitely does. Oh, hells yeah. Felix walks up to this dude and holds out his hand to give him, like, a sweet handshake and goes, you are the coolest dude I have ever met. Uh, he uh, spits on his hand and shakes your hand. Oh, I spit right. on mine and try to shake and go, yeah. Right back at you, brother. He looks like, you want to meet my snail snails on the bay? Mm, no, nah, it's all good. I like my fishing. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I don't because... care about anything you have to say. Dino Malia does not care in the slightest about your snail. All he cares about is loving, fishing, and drinking. Best things in the world. All I care about is loving, fishing, and drinking. Read the hat. I look at him and go, Trump 2024, yeah? Most definitely, son. <laughs> He goes, uh, where's my hospitality? And he reaches over and pulls out from a fantasy esky uh, some salt water ales for you if you want to partake in some refreshments. I smash it. Yeah, I have one. (laughs) He necks them with you. He's like, what brings y'all down my neck of the swamp? Come for some fishing, drinking, and loving. I guess I could provide you all of those. A wink. Oh, yeah. I look at the ranger and I say, you're the one that was obsessed with frogs at the start. Get in there, big boy. I eat my top. Uh, although this fella, and he points to uh, Edrelin, you look mighty fine, mighty pretty. Don't birds eat frogs? That's what makes it ding. Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's what he likes about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you oh, catching anything or not? Oh, I'm catching lots. Lots and lots and lots. You want to have a try? Yeah, you got a spare rod? Nope. Borrow mine, though. Give a frog a fish, feed him for an hour. Teach a frog to fish, he'll never eat flies again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> he hands you uh, his uh, fishing rod. Um, give me a survival check to catch some fish. Big one. 18. Cool. Uh, roll 1d4 to see how many fish you catch. Four. <laughs> you catch four fish in the matter of like three minutes, and Dino Malio <laughs> the second is like, well, damn, I've, uh, I've never seen anyone as good as you. Ain't that something? Meanwhile, while you're talking, there's a constant screeching and screaming to be heard above the symphony of this peaceful scene. Uh, we might have to ask, what's, what's with the screaming? Ah, that screaming. You get used to it, you know? It's up near the watcher's pool, but Mama didn't raise no dummy. No, no, no. I know when something's to be left alone. Unlike Dino Malio the first, he got ate by a gator sticking his nose where it don't belong. So you've never been to the watcher? No, sir. He sounds like a whole lot of trouble I don't want to be involved with. Yeah, fair enough. And I give him two of my fish. 
Uh, thank you. I've got plenty. Points over to uh, a little hole that he's dug and he's keeping his fish in there. He's got like 17. Nice. I'm a hungry boy. And he rubs his tummy. Uh, uh, I'll eat one of the fish. Wrong. While it's still alive? Yeah, right. It's still alive. Yeah, fuck. You're a savage. And I'll say squishy, squishy, nice and fishy. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I think it's fishy, fishy, yeah, he's, fishy, fishy, he's nice and squishy. Are you Smeagol or some shit? Yeah, that's what I was meant to be. You like him raw and wriggling? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'm on raw. You're a savage. You might do a ride at a, at a downfall. Yeah, right. Okay. Savage, a bit of that yeah. savage uh, killer instinct, if you know what I'm saying. I'm just a weirdo. Fair enough. Well, if you ever head over to Downfall, Uliwa community within there is called the Sage Court, which is currently ruled by King Gallup 19. They much favor courtliness and politics, and I don't really favor that. You know, I don't like my love and fish and drink, and so I moved on out here. But um, the Bullywogs there at Downfall, they're tolerant of outsiders, but are a bit preoccupied with all their bullshit. Also, the Bullywogs, if you're ever in the market, produce uh, swamp gas for the swamp gas balloons that uh, you might see flying around the joint. If she's not your cup of tea, Bavlona kind of lives directly in the middle of it. Dino the third is my brother, and uh, he's, he's up and down for a little uh, uppity and bump-like. So if you see him, tell him I say, and he just nods. But uh, you might know him better as uh, the Baron of Muckstump. He goes by there. He doesn't really like the name Dino Malio. You're right. Baron. We're already heading that way because we are sick of her just horrible constructions of sewing animals together for fun. I think we are. I'm more sick of the rabbit things. Mm, well, uh, unfortunately for yourself, uh, to get to old downfall, you have to go past Brigham's Tollway, which um, will be mighty tricky to get by if uh, you're trying to avoid some rabbits. Brigham's Tollway? What's that about? The Herring Gun Brigade, whatever they like to call themselves, that's where they uh, set up camp and ask for a toll to enter downfall, so to speak. Is there any chance of just killing them all? I mean, there's a chance I'm going to catch a rainbow fish today, but it's very unlikely. Mm. I think... Realistically, yeah, better chance of getting a rainbow fish is more higher up towards the lake. And then I leave. All right, well, catch you later, fellas. And he next another saltwater ale. Later, froggy. I liked that there was a bullywog with a mullet. I'm just yeah. picturing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were the light. Roll for Stupid is Brenna Stunzi, Dennis Felix, Lewis is Edgelin, Macker is Jester, Tim is Schwangberry, and I'm your DM Chris. Our intro song is If You Were God by Wild Meadows. If you liked what you heard, please like and follow us on social media and make sure you listen to the end for some extra content. Cheers. Yes. Hey, I'm Bren. I'm playing. Damn you, Neshi. Sorry. <laughs> I like to do it to you all the time. Hey, I'm Brian. Right, I everybody. play Stunzy in a fun fact about Stunzy is he thinks Tim's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I shouldn't have said that. You might use it.